0: Happy holidays, Rinkrats! Hope you're all doing well. Welcome to another podcast, season seven, episode ten. Connor and Connor versus Connor and Connor. Welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a Did few. Did you weeks. say Connor? Connor, there's a guy named Connor in a hockey game last night. That's My name is not Connor. My name's not either, but we heard both those Connors. Connor and Connor and Connor and Connor. They're all pretty good. Um, Andy Campbell here, uh, representing the Ringcast with the co-founder, Jeff Osborne, co-founder of the Ring. Gate, how are we doing tonight? Oh, Peter patter. Let's get at her. There it is. There we're, it is. We're doing He's good.
1: We're doing good. We're ready, ready to
0: go. And Sean Fitzgerald rocking your ugly sweater tonight for the holidays, which is great. And it's, oh, it's Darth Claus.
2: Yeah, it is Mary Sith Miss. Yes, I know. Mary nobody Sithmas. cares. Nobody oh. cares. I know. And my hat is a bird zebra collection.
0: Sanivator. What, what's that? What's
2: that hat? Zebra collection hawks hat oh, with a plaid on the brim.
0: That's good. Stuff. Nobody cares, Sean. There it is. Nobody cares. The first of many. The first Stop of many. saying good, Sean. You sound yeah, like well, an ass. I didn't say it. <laughs> well, it's just the three of us tonight, so we might get a little goofy, folks. If you're all okay, okay with that, okay, okay, okay. Which okay. is, really... <laughs> but let's talk Hawks. We haven't talked Hawks in a little while here, and um, if you've been following the Chicago Blackhawks, they've certainly been in the news here and there and everywhere. Um, and last night, in particular, what? for another Connor Bedard <laughs> highlight. Let's start with that. What, what you're looking for right now in Chicago blackhawk hockey? you're looking for at least one big Connor Bedard moment, and then you just sit back and go, okay, we got it. And then you're probably going to be watching uh, a loss more often than not. Maybe not. But anyway, last night at Edmonton, uh, the kid went off. Uh, well, he went off with – Early on. He went off early on. And, I mean, I don't – We could replay this 100 different times in our heads and talk about it, but let's let's talk about your impressions on the goal gate. Connor Bedard, man, it is was we- impressed.
1: It was quick, man. Uh, he got that thing off and, and he is such a short, like a short range with a stick. He just snaps it off in like a, you know, less than one foot area to just let that thing go. Uh, he, there were sticks in the way. It was a terrible angle and he still got it up over the other side, the far side. Like it was, it was crazy. I saw it. I'm like, I, I can't believe he just, he just did that.
0: I mean, if you look at the close-up of it, there's all these views that are everywhere. There's a close-up that the Blackhawks post on their Instagram. He's not even looking at the net when he shoots either. He's looking, like, straight ahead. It's it's unbelievable. He's Sean, done that you... a
1: couple times. He's done yeah. that a couple times where he's done the look-off or he's done the fake look. I've seen him do that, like, four or five times, I think, thus far in the season. Different plays, like, more yeah. passing than
0: shooting. But, yeah. Sean, you're, you're, yeah. you're catching our frisbee here? I'm
2: catching the Frisbee. Second shift of the game, uh, I've got the highlight. Yeah, he Gates got it right. He's looking off and just kind of snaps it off to the the upper corner there. And I thought I saw a shot chart where I think a lot of his goals are coming in the upper right-hand corner there. So Ooh, he charts clearly, and graphs.
1: That's Ray Nappientak's favorite.
2: Yeah, charts and graphs, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. That's his, that's his first goal Charts, since the Winnipeg Charts, game. Charts, and
2: Seth Orr. That's, that's
0: raised <laughs> from three favorite things. <laughs> first, goal, first goal since the Winnipeg game. He's starting to pile up a lot of assists, a lot of apples. Um, well, there's a couple things about Bedard right now that, you know, some people are like, oh, wow, few players can do that. Uh, I don't know any player that can do what he did last night. I don't know anyone that can draw it in that close to their body and get it with that trajectory, with that kind of speed. Um, but I think that what – what, uh, yep. Sorry, Brendan or er, Brendan, a little nervous. There's only three of us tonight, but Hey, we're what, Hey, get your comments loaded. We can go. We'll go for a while. For here. what? <laughs> um, the thing, I, I think the thing that I found most impressive about Bedard in that entire play, when they slow down the replay, when he's cutting across the far blue line, he puts his stick on the ice immediately when he sees that he can be an option.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So the pass for the pass by Vlasic was terrific. But he's skating like young hockey players with their habits, skating with their sticks in the air. All he did was just say, here's the target, hit it. Yeah, yeah. And then he, and then he scores the goal and he turns around and you see all these kids pumping their fists and touching the ice he, and he doing glass. Yeah, which he had every right to do considering what he just did. And it's that he points right at Vlasic, good pass. And then a- after he went through the uh, the high five line, did it again. Went up to Vlasic again and was like,
1: dude, that was a great pass. So, Yeah, I mean, all those things, those are are all actually excellent points, Andy. You brought up with the stick on the ice. See too many times where kids, no matter what hockey it is, whether it's deck hockey, roller hockey, or or ice hockey, they're going, they're chugging away sticks up in the air. Like, what are you going to do with your stick up in the air like that? You're not going to do anything to anybody. Like, you got to get your stick in there. And then for him to congratulate the dude on the back end who gave him the nice pass... That's always good. Like I, I tried telling to tell my son that. I'm like, you got to emphasize when people give you a good pass or something like that, or if you give someone a good pass and they score a good goal, like you got to give it to them. You know, give them, give them the compliment yeah. because that stuff will happen more often,
0: right? You know, I mean, if he, you he, encourage he, that, absolutely. He he made that moment about Vlasic, yeah, which is and, awesome. So and it's and he's he's understood the he's understood
2: the importance of being a team guy. Like he's understood the moment where. He's always trying to congratulate who gives him the pass. He's available when people, like, off the ice, when kids want to see him. Like, for an 18-year-old kid, he understands the gravity of his role within the organization. Yeah, And I think that's – I mean, it's mature is what it is. At 18 years old, I don't think – I I know 100%. I did not have the maturity that he has right now. And I know <laughs> that I didn't – I wouldn't have congratulated – You still I don't. My, <laughs> that's true and i'm 40 well, years most old. Of us don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's really big about congratulating people and hats off to Vlasić. Vlasić we've really praised his, you know, just um steady eddy, good defense but he's made a couple really good passes like that setting up goals. I think this is the second or third one where he's put it on Bedard's tape and Bedard's cast it in the season.
0: I, I mean, I think if I was going to name the Blackhawks' top three players thus far this year, Vlasic would be in the top three.
2: Yes, I would. One hundred. I would say Batard,
0: Vlasic, and maybe Dickinson. Well, Morazic. You know, Mrazek might be in that conversation too. But I, Vlasic's been fabulous. I mean, I don't know how many people saw Vlasic having this kind of year. I mean, nobody. G- yeah, nobody. Gade, I-
1: yeah. I mean, this is what you had hoped for when when they drafted a kid that big from Chicagoland area. Right. Like, yep. it everything fit real well in there. But this is what you hoped he would turn into, what he is, what it looks like he may have really turned yep. into. And uh, he's just he's played really good this year. I mean, what he had one year in in Rockford after coming out of college. Yeah,
2: yeah. he played I ten mean, games I think, and then he went down for all of last season.
1: Yeah, and then like he, he college to. Rockford right to the NHL like a lot of defensemen, especially in the Chicago system don't do it that quickly. Right. Uh if at all. You know. So props <coughs> to him man. Uh, this is what we wanted to see is I I'm, I'm a big fan of the of Alex Lassick right now. He's one no, of my he's favorite been, he's players been on phenomenal. the
0: team. He's been phenomenal and and Dickinson has also been great. And you know I I'm, I'm going to kind of skip around to one of the bullet points that we're going to talk about but Boris Kachuk has been waived and he's been sent to Rockford. You know that's been a recent development, but Joey Anderson's arrival, I believe, has contributed to that. In yeah, in some I, sense. I mean, he's Joey yeah. Anderson's been a he's been a pretty good staple on that line, yeah, um, and probably made this decision pretty easy. Now, all you people on Twitter, I, I saw someone on Twitter be like, "Well, I hope Boris goes down and figure it out, figures it out because Radish isn't having a good year." So, you know, if Radish isn't having a good year and Kachuk hasn't been doing well, then. Man, we really lost the Hegel trade.
2: Come on were, were you Were you following Uncle Al again? Because that uh, was probably his take because he was praising the hockey trade for that. Also, like you said, Joey Anderson is the reason Boris Kachuk is down. And before he got sent down, Kachuk was noticeable. I honestly don't it's think nice. it's just Joey Anderson. I think it's Lucas Reichel being on the fourth line. There's no minutes for Boris Kachuk. Boris Kachuk yeah. is a fourth line guy. And right now, Lewis, Lucas Reichel is playing on the fourth line, not playing many minutes. And that fourth line spot should be Boris Kachuk's. Mm-hmm. So that's the, when I saw he got waived and cleared waivers and went down to Rockford. I instantly thought Reichel taking up his spot on the fourth line. Yeah. And as of right now, in my opinion, I know we're jumping around a lot, Boris Kachuk is more valuable than the Blackhawks on this team right now than Lucas Reichel. That's how poorly he's played.
0: For the, for the interim, yeah. I mean, I don't... Well, based you know,
2: on his right. level of play, obviously for the future, Lucas Reichel still has more potential. But right now, Lucas Reichel is that bad.
0: Oh, yeah, for tomorrow night's lineup card or for whatever lineup card in the next couple of weeks. And yeah, I mean Reichel's yeah. value. We're going to get into Reichel in a little bit, folks. And we're going to try to be as nice as we can. But... Uh, to be fair. <laughs> time will tell on that. Any <laughs> other thoughts around the Kachuk uh, move, the Boris being sent down gate?
1: I mean, for fourth line players i mean fourth line players you can it doesn't take much like there's a whole ahl full of fourth line players so sure i mean yeah. he had he he had that stretch where yeah. it looked like every game he was going to score he had these amazing moments like he had a breakaway or you know he hit the post and there were like four or five game four or five games right in a row and then he scored a couple and then i think the gas just ran out i mean I right. like, it is what boris kachuk is he's just a marginal you, you know maybe yeah. quadruple a-ish guy
0: just kind yeah. of a guy yeah, yeah. and jo-
2: joey anderson and cole gutman cole gutman came up too and cole gutman got healthy, so there's another reason why boris got sent down he, he gets to hang out with natasha down at rockford so
0: <laughs> 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 i suggest you left out one man <laughs>
1: That's brutal, brutal, brutal,
0: brutal. Yeah, so, so... (laughs) oh my goodness. So, I'm watching
1: watching the replay in the other in the other screen. I'm watching myself with my head in my hand. It's like it's like PTSD, living it all over again. Yep. Anyway,
0: there you go. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So Korchinski's out. We've got that going on. You know, Korchinski's out with a, you know, he's, he's dealing with a family matter. No, folks, this is not a Corey Perry thing going on. He's not in any trouble. He's on, what do they call it, roster leave? Something like that. There's like a term. But it's basically, he's not on the roster. He's not part of the cap hit right now because he's dealing with a, he's got some family stuff going on at home. There's no timetable on his return. So with that, with Seth Jones out. So now the D are really thin. So we've got Isaac Phillips comes right back up. Isaac Phillips. A lot of people think Isaac Phillips should be up permanently. I do. Yeah. I mean I I do too. I think the issue here is that you know I mean with, with there's there's so much roster movement that's difficult for the Blackhawks because they need to hit the cap floor. Right. So I think you don't have, yeah,
1: cuz like, we all wish Zaitsev would go yeah, to Rhode Island.
0: Right. Zaitsev has to be up. You well,
2: better but hope he doesn't have to he doesn't have to play. That's that's my biggest issue. Why does or why doesn't Zaitsev play one every four one out of every four? Why is he alternating with uh, Lewis Creever?
1: Crevier, Crevier, Crevier.
2: Crevier. Crevier. Yeah. You knew you'd get one out of him. Very Crevier. Crevier <laughs> pattern. I know you guys missed me last time.
0: I'm, I guarantee you. Did you do that? We one always in- miss you, Sean.
1: We always yeah. miss you. Did you do that one
0: intentionally? That's what I'm wondering. Is that did yeah. you? No, actually Figure it know. out.
2: <laughs> In any event, Krever um, should play one every four games. I don't think he. I don't understand why Luke Richardson is um consin- consistently playing him as well as Tenordi. And I, I get Tenordi's playing now because yeah. of the injuries and Korchinski being out. But once everybody's back, I don't want to see Zaitsev again.
1: No, I'm but, a Tenoriti fan, by the way. I like Tenoriti. Actually, are. last year, last year I did. This year hasn't been so good. But go ahead, Andy.
0: No, no, no. I no, I'm I'm a big Tenoriti guy too. I, yeah. I like to see him out there. I like his toughness. You know, and on a team like this, it really doesn't matter a whole lot who's in that uh, who's in that back six. I'd probably rather have
1: him out there than Zaitsev most nights, honestly.
0: So, right. But I mean, Jones didn't make the trip. Jones is obviously hurt. He's dealing yeah. with something. If he's not making the trip, I mean they. What what on earth will they do if they have to put Jones on the long term IR? I mean, doesn't doesn't that count towards the cap? Doesn't that give I don't capital? think well, I don't think they have to. They don't have to. Okay. No,
1: like you could just you don't have to put him on LTIR. Most teams do use it because they need the space, but right. I don't think you have you can just put him on I think maybe regular IR Regular
2: or whatever IR. IR. Yeah. yeah.
1: And in <laughs> that way he's he's not an active part of your roster. You can replace him with a player, but you don't have to worry about the cap you know, you could still let them eat up the cap money because, like, they've got money to throw, or they have money to burn, so.
0: Gotcha. When you go on I
2: mean, LTIR, too, the cap goes up. You don't, right. like, your that your cap number goes up. Well. Oh,
0: you put them on long-term? Cause, I mean, they've, they've got 12, over $12 million on injured reserve right now. It's
1: not really that your the cap number goes up. What happens is you could exceed the cap by that much. That's oh, right. what the LTIR right. is. So You're the right. cap number is still the same. But you are able to exceed it by that that LTIR number or whatever it is right. that, it, that it comes out to.
2: And unfortunately, there's no um, David Clarkson's or any of those guys left in the world where you could just trade for somebody to put on there.
1: Hey, I would take a look well, at Arizona's kind of, roster.
2: Kind of <laughs> I like would take a look
1: j- at Arizona's roster. I think there's still some guys on there
2: yeah.
0: that okay. uh,
1: that are eating up a lot of space that are never going to play hockey again. Yeah. I well, thought just- I saw a list the other day of a, of about four of them.
0: Well, that was part of that when they released when they released Perry. They did need to make a trade for that very reason, right? To hit the floor for a player number ninety-one. That Sean will now say his name for us. No, I
2: am not going to. Yes. I will let some. No, I will let somebody else do that one. <laughs> uh,
0: that's awesome, Beauvillier. Beauvillier. Beau, Beauvillier. <laughs> leave it to Beaver. I'll just call him Leave it to Beaver. How about that? Can confirm. Yeah, what what is going on with Seth Jones anyway? What happened to him? It was just all of a sudden. Hey, he's not traveling. I mean, did anyone see him go down? Did anyone see him take a hit? Like, is it just no, I've been end? missing a
1: lot of games, so like I haven't seen. I didn't see what happened at all. To be honest, I has mean, anything
0: been reported as far as injuries or anything like that? I mean, I don't like.
1: What did they say? It was upper body. I thought they said I upper guess, body. That's yeah. all I heard.
0: Google right yeah. now.
2: Upper body. I Maybe ben Pope was one who. Yeah, Ben Pope was the one who first tweeted out. Yeah, they're just saying upper body injury. Uh, Appears to injure his shoulder if he can get hit by Washington's capitals forward uh, during Sunday. I'm not reading his name. Uh, (laughs) Late in the third period.
0: um, Was in an awkward position as he lunged for at least So Got it. All right, so he's hurt. So Seth Jones is out. Well, that's too bad. So the Bla- the Blackhawks active D right now. Seth Jones is still technically on the roster, but not on the trip. So right now they have six defensemen on their active roster. Nikita Zaitsev, Conor Mur- Murphy, Philip Roos, Vlasic, Isaac Phillips, and Louis Crevier. And uh, that's pretty thin back there. But I hope that no one else goes down on this trip. I mean, obviously they'll call up someone else. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you'll get a Nolan Allen, get a call up, maybe a Del Mastro, something like that. I'd think? like to
1: see those guys play. I'd like to see would
0: love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Bardo. Thanks, Bardo. I don't I don't see.
2: I don't know if they're <laughs> this is just me purely speculating. I think Del Mastro and Nolan Allen are paired together at Rockford. I think they just want to keep them together. Yeah. I would I would think Andy's boy Wyatt Kaiser would get the call back up if anybody else was gonna get the call back up.
0: I don't know. Does anyone have an, a Wyatt Kaiser report? How's he doing down there? I uh, he's a minus two. I looked it up today. He was a minus oh, two. I was
1: going to say our boy Ray Napientec is probably tuned in on the on those
0: stats right now. I mean, he needs to learn how to play defense. That's why he's down there. I hope he figures that part out. Uh, oh, and by the incredible. way, the
1: I'm going to say the Arizona uh, – I almost said Cardinals. The Arizona Coyotes. Shea Weber is still on their oh. uh their cap for two more seasons after That's this. That's what
0: we want. That's yeah. what we want. Bring on Shay. Uh, so anyway, no, good. I mean I, I, I feel you, Shawnee. I mean, it's definitely stay with the plan with Del Mastro and with, with Nolan Allen. I, I agree with that 100 percent But you know, and it's nice that guys like Philip Roos, who you know, the Roos is loose. There. The Roos is loose. You know, they, they are loose. able to come up and Take a shot, and let's just make sure everyone stays healthy. We don't need anyone hurt. So on, on to the fun stuff. I have a feeling that a lot of people in the Chicagoland area, most noticeably by his comments lately, head coach Luke Richardson, are losing their patience with Lucas Reichel. Lucas Reichel.
1: This is new to me. I have not heard of this.
0: <laughs> 2019, 20, uh, 19th overall. Pick as you all know, Blackhawks first <clears throat> first round pick that year, marinated in Rockford, came up last year, played twenty three games, had fifteen points. Everyone thought this is the year that he was going to make an impact, and his impact has been minimal, if anything. And there, I, I think you can you can say now it's been disappointing. Everyone agree, Lucas Reichel. I mean, I
1: you put it mildly, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: His his defenders on the old uh, Twitter are saying he's not
0: playing with anyone good okay last I mean, year they he they've they he's been tried on every single line and when i mean they, they his... they've put him with bedard he had his time with bedard he's had time with everybody and, and i mean i there's he just doesn't play with enough grit for the modern day nhl
1: and he seems <laughs> like he's why he's just wild out there he's just skating a thousand right. miles an hour but not going anywhere uh Every time I look up, like, he's flying around, but he's not really doing anything. It, it's yeah. crazy to see that. It it looks like a speed skater out there just skating around in the middle of the ice doing circles.
0: You I don't know what that, he's doing out there. You almost, like, forget that he's part of the team. I mean, I just don't like. Yeah. I mean, so here the latest on Reichel last night. Here, and I'll just read this off. Luke Richardson said after the game, he's got to have more fight in him. We saw that one of his first games back after sitting out. I think he's just down on himself. It's pretty hard for a coach to give a player confidence. All we can do is to show them, some, show him some pointers. He's a young player, and there's going to be ups and downs. We're going to stick with him. So, I mean, it is nice of him to say we're going to stick with him at the end of that. But you know, and I'm obviously this is all in context, and I'm just reading a quote, but it sounds pretty impatient right now with Reichel and just saying like, I, I mean, I, if I'm Luke Richardson, and I'm, you know, and I'm talking to Kyle Davis, I'm, going, what do you want us to do with this kid? I mean. He played five minutes and 54 seconds
2: after two periods total last night. I think he finished just over, just short of 11 minutes. Like, he's, I think Eric pointed it out. Eric Andrews, the uh, content editor of the rink, uh, pointed out in our group chat that on the first Edmonton goal, um, Reichel was just standing there. Like, once he turned the puck, he just skated into the offensive zone, turned the puck over, and then was just – didn't know what to do as Edmonton flew down the ice and McDavid fed, uh, fed Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So um, I, I think, like you said, Andy, they're running out of patience with no. him. And to um, all the uh, Reichel defenders out on the Twitterverse, like that he hadn't played with anybody good, he's played 51 minutes – with Kurishev, Reichel, and Connor Bedard, he's a minus five. Ouch! One goal, four six goals allowed. His his best line last season was um, Andres Anthony, C. U. Philip Kurishev. Hey,
1: I think you nailed it.
0: Yeah. How do you get <laughs> that one right? On I don't. <laughs> know. I know
1: you're as sh- sh- shocked as you are.
2: <laughs> I think I shocked myself. But he had four goals
0: Can't long,
1: four goals allowed.
2: He played one hundred and nine <laughs> minutes with them last year. And this year, like he's played up and down the lineup. The most guy, the most time he's played was with, with this Tyler Johnson, Tyler and Taylor Radish, and he's only got one goal four and one goal allowed. Well, that was when they threw him at center, yeah. wasn't it? I I believe so. Yeah, and John Scott even pointed it on the the Blackhawks talk podcast that like he's just not bringing it in every night. He's not.
1: He's not bringing he's not, in any night. apparently. No, so I, yeah, I don't
2: know. I, uh, I tweeted it. Uh, Ben Pope with the Chicago Sun Times yesterday asking if he was waiver exempt. He is. I said, um, Is there any chance he goes down to Rockford and Ben? And as Andy read, Luke Richardson said, It's not likely. So I don't know what else to do.
1: Well, I, I give you a real easy way to give a player confidence send him down a level, let him go down there and just slay for a little while, get a little bit of that ju- juju back, and then bring him back up that would be the way to go right when you while you can do it because if you like now is the perfect time if he is waiver waiver exempt this is the perfect time to send him down you don't have to worry about anything you don't have to get him rush him through waivers cuz then if you get to a, a point where you don't want to put him on waivers to put him down so he's got to sit there with your team like now is the time to fix him not later so i it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me
0: yeah i don't really i i think we've at one point on this pod, we talked about if we get to game 20 with Lucas Reichel and he's not at the very least, you know, 10 to 13 points that it's time to start thinking about, you know, either sending him down or at some point moving on from him, you know, now it's 27 games and he's at, he has six points to speak of and he's supposed to be an offensive minded player.
1: And the, and as John Scott pointed out, which I loved, is uh you got he's got two goals and neither one of them required any skill whatsoever. They were basically just banked off of a stick. I'm like, oh, <laughs> way to go, John Scott. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> John it. Yeah, I mean this kid. This kid has played over 100 games in Rockford. He has 41 goals in the AHL at that time. You know, I mean, I, honestly, there there are guys that you draft as late first round picks that end up being career a- AHLers. I mean that they just don't work out you know, and I don't, I don't know if this is what we're looking at with them. And at what point does Kyle Davidson this summer trying to get everyone together and saying, you know what, we might want to cash out on this kid. You know, let's. I mean, if
1: if (laughs) this continues to go like it is going, um, I could definitely see them investigating that, you know, see if they could find someone somewhere else. It's maybe in uh, uh, the same kind of scenario, a young player that needs a a change of scenery and do, do, do one of those kind of swaps. Like I could see that happening, but like, you know, I don't want, I'm not, I don't think, you know, you're not giving up on him just by sending him down. Uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily good to give up on him just yet. No. But like the, you have to start thinking, you have to start putting it in your mind that maybe there's going to be a point if this continues and and this is what he is, that um maybe you got to go, you got to move on from him. Uh, But it, you, 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 it wouldn't be smart of Kyle from Chicago to, uh, not investigate or at least keep it in the back of his head
0: right well and
2: kyle's kyle's got to be thinking long term like all this is he's he's got to be building to a point where if we're ready to go and reichel's not ready to be a part of it like we they've got to give him enough rope to see where it's at before he we obviously move on but like this is the ground floor of the rebuild, like the lowest possible level. It it should only go up from here. So they're going to start stacking players on top of that. So if they start bringing in some of their college prospects or their draft or draft picks from this coming year and he starts moving farther down the depth chart, you, you got to move on. Yeah. And we're, we're not there yet though, but
0: now, Bardo with a good comment. Maybe by January we'll see it. Maybe <clears throat> they maybe they have some sort of plan for him to get him through the holidays, see if he can turn it around. But I don't, I don't know. feel like I've been waiting him for him to turn it around since game five or so. It's just not happening. So something's up with this kid. And, and ultimately, he might, he just may not pan out. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. And like,
1: I don't want to be like the guy that, that, that like dances on the grave. Like when last year they were like, oh, he's the future and this and that. And I wait, him and Bedard and this and that all last year. But like that was, that was a little over-correcting. Yeah, with the, with that. And now, you know, also some people are panicking because he could turn it around for the next 20 games. So like some people are panicking right. way back the other way. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like last year, he, he nobody had seen him before. And I, and my, my whole thing is, is like, wait until he makes it one, especially with goalies. Wait until they make it one time through the league and everybody sees him. And then gets to know what they are there. They could be, right. you know, I know it's film and stuff, but there, there's an unknown quantity that you don't know the, this guy's just yet. And maybe he took advantage of that last year. That could be what that is. Or maybe that's what he really is. We do, we're not really sure just yet, but one way or the other, he, he needs to get it going. Because if he doesn't get it going, then he, what he, what he is, is a bust then.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we've a lot of times in this pod said, All right, Lucas, we're rooting for you. you know, yeah. But,
2: nobody's rooting against him here. We, we want him to be good, know, but, but we've got to be realistic about it. Like,
0: well, I mean, it, and, it was, Oh my gosh, we got Bedard, we got Bedard, we got Bedard. but don't forget about Reichel. Don't forget right. about Reichel. And now it's ready to forget.
1: It's going to be right. the Connor Bedard and Lucas Reichel show. Right. How many times did we hear that?
2: He's yeah. an elite center. I think I heard so many times. It's just, I think I think we need to temper our expectations as a fan base either way. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody has a, a good run, yes, we get excited, but don't put him in the Hall of Fame. And if he has a bad stretch, don't automatically send him over to Austria to play with, um, you know, I don't even know who's over there. I can't oh, think I was waiting
1: for what name you were going to come up with.
2: Oh, I could have said <laughs> Drew LeBlanc, you know. We could have said Drew LeBlanc over there.
1: That guy
0: needs to chill out. So. <laughs> on Ooh, LeBlanc. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff on Reichel there. So one thing that has been. <coughs> excuse me. Keep oh, showing up. Oh, boy. Twitter here stream. we go. And here it goes. We didn't. We're not doing a ticker for this one. We're going heavy. We're going bold. Because uh, that's what we want to do. That is been, the Osborne way. There it is. It's been. <laughs> been all over the Twitter universe since John Butchergross first mentioned it weeks ago. And now Hawkmania seems to be grabbing on to him. William Nylander for the Toronto Maple Leafs, an excellent offensive player, is going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer as a 28-year-old. People are excited about the idea. Some people are excited about the idea of him joining the Chicago Blackhawks, who have so much cap space much more cap space than the Toronto Maple Leafs do to re-sign him because they're going to be up against it. Everyone's saying, oh my gosh, the Blackhawks are just going to get him. They're going to get him. And Tab Bramford, who has written good columns before about the Blackhawks. um, Some. He
1: even wrote a book.
0: Has suggested that they sign (laughs) William Nylander.
1: A lot of people wrote books.
0: (laughs) Yeah. My book's coming out next week. Um, Yeah. for seven years for a $12 million cap hit gate. Is this the right time to do this? Oh, here we go. Is it Board the right check, time? back check paycheck boys? <clears throat> right. Is it the right time? And is it the right player?
1: No, it is. Awesome. It, it, it's probably no to both. Uh, he's what? 28. Um, you sign signing for 12 more years. Like you're signing well into his thirties. Um, Sure. He, he, he can be a dynamic player at times. He uh, is lazy. Uh, He has by all accounts, entitlement issues. Um, His father and his brother both played for the Chicago Blackhawks. And I believe they don't have such a great uh, relationship with the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Uh, there's just so many red flags here. Uh, you do want William Nylander. You know, you, you bring William Nylander to come in to be the guy. Cause that's what he's going to want. He's, mm-hmm. he's proven that to be the guy. And you got Connor Bedard. Who's going to be the guy. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, you know, and by the time the Blackhawks are actually really good, he's going to be in his early thirties. And this is not Marian hosa Like, this guy is not like a fierce two-way player, dependable, captain worthy. That, that is not William Nylander. So you're you not it 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 really would not go well. I I feel it would not go well. I don't think anywhere he goes is going to go that well, honestly. I mean, he's playing on a team full of all-stars right now. Right. People are going to score. I mean, there's going to be mismatch issues because you playing on an all-star team. Now, when you're matched up 100% against the other team's best defensive players every single night, which doesn't always happen in Toronto because they have to split them up with with all the players, you know, all the skill they have with Marner and Matthews and, you know, Tavares and like, they have a lot of skill on that team. So they can split it up a little bit, but when you're the guy and, and the guy, You know, Nylander won't go into the corners. He he's just a softish, you know, kind of no check, light player. You know, and sure, he could score some great goals, but he's probably going to hurt you on the back end more than anything. And do you want, you know, do you want your prize possession, Connor Bedard, to watch this guy skate only one way and kind of, you know, straight legged back? on defense. And then when it comes to going into a corner, she got a puck, not doing it. And it, I mean, we've all seen the videos of the way he curls off when there's oh, going to be any awful. sort of ring content. turn,
0: ring turn, ring turn, ring turn.
1: I mean, he's, he's better than his brother, but that's not saying much. And like, right. sure. he He does have elite scoring skill, but the rest of his game, he doesn't, he's not a well-rounded player. And you know, he's, a lot of people will say that like he doesn't perform in the playoffs and that's not necessarily correct. He does. He has put up points in the playoffs. He's almost, I think he's almost a point per game player in the playoffs, maybe more. So he has put up points, but has he helped his team win? You know, there's one thing, you know, there's a lot of empty goals and things like that. Maybe uh, I just, I, I, I don't see the reason the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup because of the great William Nylander. You know, it's probably going to be Austin awesome, Matthews. No. It's probably going to be Mitch Marner. You know, it well, may even yeah. be Jonathan or uh, John Tavares. So, <clears throat> well, I, mean, I don't think the, it's ever going to be Nylander.
0: Well, no, that's the thing, and he he's been able to play Robin. You know, he hasn't he hasn't been the face of the franchise. And if he wants to be the face of the face of the franchise, it is not going to be in Chicago. Period. It is going to be Connor Bedard's team. And then the other thing is he's only been around studs his entire career. He has only played with the best offensive weapons in the game of hockey. And if he's not on Connor Bernard's line, is he going to be able to carry the team the way that they need to be carried and not be the defensive liability that he actually is? And to your earlier point, the the reason that I really don't like this gate is because it's just not the right time. You know, let's qualify all (laughs) these. William Nylander is a hell of a hockey player. He's awesome. He's on a tear this year. He's doing very, very well. But the Hawks are in no position next year to talk contending for the cup. His it's two primary, to three years
1: out at least. Yeah. It's
0: two to three years out at least. And by the time, you know, by the time they're going to be contending or they're really going to make a push for this thing, being saddled with $12 million of William Nylander, who's going to be bitter and upset that there's younger, more attractive talent around him, is just going to be toxic it'll be toxic. It just will not work out. And then you have a situation where, yeah, you won a cup with Brian Campbell. In 2010, the Blackhawks won a Stanley Cup with Brian Campbell, who was paying, being paid $7 million a year. He was so overpaid. And they had to bring him back in 2011 because they couldn't move him. You might end up being in a situation with William, William Nylander that you were with Brian Campbell, but you might not have the cup. And and, and you don't want to be in that spot. I mean, what did Brian Campbell cost the Blackhawks ultimately? Bufflin lad we can go on and on Niemi who at the time they really wanted to bring back it's just, it's not the time <clears throat> go get that guy like they did when they got Marion Hosa in the summer of 2009 and they paid him they said this guy is gonna get us to where we need to go and yeah. I, I really like your take about you know Marion Hosa they got and they signed him for that you know really really long contract because of his defensive responsibility because of his longevity you know they said we got the guys now that are going to put the puck in the net we don't need one more
1: And there's a real under underrated aspect to that signing was the fact that he had moved teams three times and he played well and stayed at his same level on every single team that he played on. There was no drop-off. You knew what you were getting in Marion Hossa. You were getting the same guy that played with Detroit, same guy that played with Pittsburgh, same guy that played with Atlanta. Like you were getting the same guy. We don't know that you're going to get that when when William Nylander doesn't have the Stanley
0: like the Finals three years in a row with three different teams. <clears throat> yeah. That's and I remember early on in Hossa's career,
2: he was a prolific scorer. And then he realized that the team didn't need him to score all those points. He had to adjust his game and became a better two-way player. And that 2008 team went to the Western Conference Finals without Marion Hossa and had a bevy of young talent ready to go the blackhawks do not have aside from Connor bedard there is no young talent on this roster i'm sorry Connor bedard and alex vlasic there you don't know what samuel savoy is going to be frank nazar oliver moore you don't know if those guys are going to be ready and when if or when they are that's when you make an expenditure like this that's when you go out and get a guy that puts you over the edge this i get Needs a running mate. Like, he needs somebody to run with him to score goals to make it fun. But you don't need to sink $12 million into one guy. You can bring in other guys that can score goals and make your team better and still not hamper you for the long term. This is all about the long game. Like, this is all about, like you guys said, two to three years from now when they're ready to roll. When Maybe the the fourth line is, is of guys that we've drafted or cycled through and the third line the third line is Landon and slagger and guys like that that you've put through your system and that you know when they get too expensive for you, you can bring somebody up through the system and you still have your top line of guys. So yeah. yeah.
0: Well and I don't I you know and you know to, to Bardo's point that, that he just wrote or that he just typed in to us, you know, that this this year's free agent crop, it's not the right time, not the right year to do it, when next year there might be many more talented, many more talented, a lot more talented players out there. Mitch Marner will be a free, unrestricted free agent in 2025. So will Fabry, so will Brock Besser, so will Chikrin, so will Aaron I'd, I'd not,
2: Now,
1: Mitch Marner's a guy that I would be interested in.
0: Would love Mitch Marner. I like yep. Mitch Marner. Like he's Mitch he's like, he,
1: to me, he's like a Patrick Kane light. And and that and that's
0: great. And he <laughs> like, plays with sandpaper. He plays yeah. with a lot of sandpaper. He plays with a lot well, of heart. I would love a Brock would, Besser. A Brock Besser also, would fit the lineup really, really well. We're looking at free
2: agents too, but think about another thing: the Blackhawks have all these draft picks and all these assets. So if they want to acquire somebody via trade, they still have the assets to do that as well. So there could be a two-prong move. It could be signing a free agent. And making a trade, or it could just be making a trade and, right. and then signing the player to a big extension. Yeah, every, Everything is lined, lined up. up.
0: Yeah, John oh, yeah. has threw this out there because of cap space. That's the only reason he threw it out there. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and I think and
2: I even, I replied and he goes, Well, they have tons of cap space. That's okay. not, but that's not the reason. That know. doesn't
1: mean you have to use it. Just because you have it doesn't mean you have to use it. It's like the kid. have to
2: hit the. F- <laughs> You have to hit it's, the floor. That's it. It's like telling your kids
1: it. just because you have money in your pocket doesn't mean you have to use it. Like, don't
0: spend it. Yeah. yeah they're, hang they're on to least... it.
1: Use it wisely. Don't just put it into the, you know, put it into the local pot machine or put the quarter into the machine and get a whole handful of gumballs that don't taste good. Like that's the same thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, Kevin Thomas just wrote in a very good question. Wrote: I might not be in this conversation, but wouldn't the Hawks cap space be better used to pull contracts from teams for draft picks let teams be competing open cap through us for draft picks yes, yes. great
2: it's exercise 10-4
0: absolutely they did 100%. that they did that with peter marisik absolutely absolutely. absolutely if you can take for on that. some tough contracts or two to continue to hit the salary floor while you develop your young talent a plus a plus don't just throw around money blind hoping that you're going to hit the lottery here you know i just don't i i'm shocked that Especially after, um, you know, <laughs> no Bedard will not inter- inter- will need an extension. Yep. Yeah. yeah was-
1: actually, I was bringing that up. I was talking about that to something wow. to somebody the other day about how these new young top top tier stars they're basically just skipping right out of their RFA years. They're buying out their RFA years yeah, to get an not extension. Do- yeah. He's and they're he's not not taking the- a
0: bridge
2: deal. He's going to. They're hit not no. the bridge deals anymore. No. No. I mean, he
1: continues to use the play like he's playing right now. He's going to be. He should make. You know, he, he should make the max probably.
2: Well, you you right.
0: can't sign William Nylander for $12 million a year at seven per and give Connor and, and expect Connor Bedard not to ex, exceed that by a lot. Right. And right. then have yeah. two of those players for what? $25 million a year on your books? $26 million? You can't do that. You can't and, do that. No, that's what got him me. into
1: trouble with Tays and Kane.
0: <clears throat> exactly. Right. It's, it's what's gotten the Oilers in trouble. It's what's gotten Toronto in trouble you know i mean all oh, the
1: oilers well darnell nurse got them into trouble well, which, yeah, is, there's that, which is a seth jones no. problem
0: right, peter Shirelli so got, got them in the same in charge, that's so. the other thing no, is seth, peter seth jones got them the in trouble so yeah. yeah i mean seth jones will still be on the books unless they get somehow get really creative and if you acquire so like the Blackhawks have so
2: many draft picks but there's a max amount of contracts you can carry you can only carry 50, 50. contracts yeah and then your reserve is 63 to or 90 players so like even then, like they're gonna they're gonna have to make a deal with some of the assets they have. So why not save them for for a team that's gonna be in cap hell, that's gonna need to unfortunately, like the Hawks did when they gave up Brian Bickle, they also gave up Kavo Terra to get out of it. And the Hawks are gonna be primed that and sucked. ready for for that. It did it's totally sucked. It sucked but the Hawks are going to be ready for that this time. Like they're going to be the team that's going to fleece somebody because they have to get out of camp. Hopefully if if, if they don't
1: listen to the fans telling them, go out, get William Nylander.
2: Well, I think if anything, they don't listen to the fans because if they listen to the fans, Patrick Kane would be back on the roster. Jonathan Taves would be Blackhawks for life. Like that's, that's if they listen to the fans, that would happen. Well, I mean,
0: I would be out
1: there in walkers and wheelchairs. I don't
0: know. You've got, you've got, (laughs) I don't, you have a history with this family, you know, and, and granted two different players, you know, he's not his father either. I get all that, but I don't know. I mean, I, after watching ring turns, I remember watching the, you know, Boston play Toronto. I think it was last weekend or the weekend before Saturday night, hockey, hockey night in Canada, three, three overtime. And the game ended because Nylander just tried to cut across the middle of the ice and he blew a tire, fell down. Marshawn goes in and scores. But he does those things, and in the playoffs last year, he just turns away from the play, just turns away from the play. And I just don't, I just don't think that's anything that the Blackhawks need right now.
1: No, you don't want to expose Bedard to that. To, to you know, I I know he's smarter than that. Like, it's not one of those things where it's you just like you don't want to put that bad taste in 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 counter Bedard's mouth like that.
2: No, I just Being I just don't player, like.
1: you not. guy's not. You doing don't want to like, bring
2: it. You don't want to bring in Tyler Sagan, and it's in his prime. You don't want to do that right now.
1: I mean, the, the real good one was, and I thought they had a good plan with Taylor Hall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I thought they was, just you know, yeah, yeah. For
1: a former first overall pick, the whole thing went through a lot of things in his career. some and <laughs> Like he's a good, pretty good player. Like I thought that was the way to go. Like I would much rather have Taylor Hall, a healthy Taylor Hall. Playing out there with Connor Bedard than William Nylander. I'm sorry. Well, you, you can
0: still you can still pick up talent in the off season via free agency or via trade, and right. get very creative about it without having to make a big splash. You just had the big splash. You know, you had you had the first overall pick. That's a big splash, and you there might
1: be another big pick coming this this next summer be. too.
0: Yeah, there could right. be. There yeah. <clears throat> could be two big
1: right. splashes. Don't throw it William Nylander be. into there because that's that doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit.
0: It doesn't. No, fit. You
2: get. I mean, you you get if you look at too much money and a roster spot, and that's not. You don't want to. Well, you, you, you look for the long term. I
1: don't know that I'm worried about roster spots. At the end of the day, I think they'll be okay in in that matter. But like, if you look at when Tays and Kane came into the league, and then when they hit their big splash, how many? How many years? There was about two years in between there. What it was? It years was years. Oh six, oh seven, and then came in oh nine.
0: Yeah well it was 06 was Taves at 3 overall and 07 was Kane number 1 overall they could do a 1 and 3 again. Yep. Um that very well could happen. I I do think it it's it's probably in Gary Bettman's best interest to try, for the rest of the league to try to get in the way of the Blackhawks having number 1 overall. Yeah. But sure, I obviously... if they get top
2: but if they get top 2 or 3 that's still great for the league overall because people watch oh, the yeah. Blackhawks. You look at the numbers, they draw so well on television that's why they hyped up the connor versus connor game like 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 they they were putting a connor the versus RPG connor
1: TV. game i didn't hear that
2: uh, yeah yeah it was for uh, what
0: exactly yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too good but anyway the the knee stuff folks i i guess Believe whatever you want to believe, buy whatever you want to buy in this whole scenario, but, you know, I, I think the 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 folks at the rink believe this is not – collectively believe this is not the time nor the best idea, and it has nothing to do with younger brother's ability to play Alex Nylander. He was a headache. The family's been a headache. It doesn't – they're much different players. Alex Nylander's stint in Chicago was so bad. You can only – there's no real comparable, I don't think – other than maybe Lucas Reichel,
1: and, and but, look at the way that he held Toronto up and held out on him, and the way right. he acted to be the the highest paid player on the team. Uh-huh. His that year was like thirteen million or something. Because I totally forgot. About or that.
0: something. He, he was yeah, a he held
1: that. him hostage. He was a holdout. And knowing that like Marner and Matthews and all those guys were going to need to, they were going to need their money. I think they, I think he was the first guy after Tavares signed. They knew that those other guys were going to need to get signed and he held their feet to the fire and fine. You get, you know, you go out there and get paid. That's all fine and well, but the way you, you hurt your team by holding out to, to get that money and like, was it necessary? I don't know, but
0: Mm. I don't know. Avoidance is a good thing in this one. So before we hit the hour mark, just a, some thoughts on that 2024 NHL entry draft. The Blackhawks are currently last in the league. Um, By what, one point is it right now? I don't know if the front yeah. are coming. Yeah. yeah,
1: they have 19, Anaheim has 20, San Jose has 21.
0: Yeah. So percentage-wise, folks, we're talking about another year where the Blackhawks could end the season with the best percentage to land the number one overall draft pick. The consensus number one overall draft pick is is Macklin Celebrini, currently a freshman at Boston University, who is tearing it up, who you will see in the World Junior Tournament. Chicago Um, Steel's very own. Chicago Steel's very own. But um, either way, if they find a way to get in the top three, there's a boatload of talent. Um, A lot of people are talking about this player, Cole (coughs) Eiserman, who's at the U.S. development team right now. He's going to be at Boston University. Uh, there's another – there's a 6'3 center that is very interesting named Caden Lindstrom, who plays in Medicine Hat. Um, that's intriguing, a center with size, and could be a player. But I, the player that we've been knocking around a lot, um, you know, at at, rink, at the rink and, and in our tackle group is this Michigan State product. This kid, uh, Artem – Sean Lund- – no. Yeah, Sean, don't even try. Oh, Peter
2: Patter, let's get at her. <laughs>
0: yeah. Artem Levshinov, he's, he's from Belarus. He turned 18 in October, and he's a right-handed 6'3 defenseman from Michigan State who's leading the Big Ten and scoring amongst defensemen. He's everything the Blackhawks need right now. Um, if you look at the Blackhawks prospect pool, it is riddled with left-handed shooting defensemen. And then the only real one that that is a legit – prospect and isaac phillips is great isaac phillips i don't think i a contending <laughs> team is in the top four he's just not
1: you're this qualifying is- this i i can't wait to hear I this well,
0: I, he's had a good year he's been great like when he comes up he's great you know ethan del mastro maybe could be a top four defenseman in the nhl we don't know but this kid this artem uh levshunov is uh, i'm really high on him and so if the hawks have a top three pick if they don't have one which will be macklin Celebrini, two or three they need to think about this kid. That's what I got. Any thoughts on that? Um, Threw this out there. I'm on an island. My my, my thoughts.
1: Yeah, no, no. My thoughts on that are, yeah. I mean, uh, even if, you know, he doesn't work out or whatever, like teams are going to look for big right-handed defensemen. Like you could trade this guy or you could trade one of your other guys, you know? Um, The only time where I would have said like, no, was like around the Kirby doc time when, they had, uh, you know, drafted four defensemen in the first two rounds of the previous two drafts.
0: Right. It's like, how
1: many defensemen are we going to – how many smallish puck-moving defensemen are we going to pull into this program? Like, you know, you got to do something different. You needed a forward. We had no forwards in in the system. So that's why I supported them getting a forward at the time. And they were like, oh, no, you know, whatever. I don't – Bowen Byram still is not, you know, blowing – the other defense in a way by any means so no he's not you know he's not doing <laughs> a whole lot better than uh, Kirby doc. but anyway I I digress um if you got a good big right handed defenseman uh sure why not you bring him in this system you you build from the you know build from the, the net and the defense up and you've already right. got that gift of Connor Bedard which is like probably worth three number one overall draft picks right. so like yeah sure bring him in
0: yeah, I mean, I don't like. I I'm also, you know, uh, Caleb Lindstrom or Caden Lindstrom, excuse me, is another one that people have him as high as two right now, in passing Cole, Iserman, and I think you know a, a six three center would be great. I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. a center with size, considering that their prospect pool seems to be smaller speedsters, you know, getting a getting a bigger, tougher guy. I certainly like that, but I just, that right-hand defenseman need seems pretty glaring these days. And especially when, you know, Connor Murphy is going to be exiting and Seth Jones maybe, you know, has seen his better days by the time this kid is ready. It's just really intriguing.
1: I mean, they got a lot of centers in the system already,
0: right? You know, they do. Yeah. I don't, they don't have a, I don't think they have a ton with like the the big dude.
1: No, but I'm just saying you, you, you know, you got, you're going to be getting real, real busy in the center position. What a a center. Uh yep. Sorella. Rolson Ryder's a center. It doesn't matter. You,
2: uh Handy guy Ryan
0: Green. Yeah. Green. Center. Yep. Aiden Thomas. Lard- is Lardis. Is Lardis a center too? He's pretty good. He's had a hell of a yeah. year. Uh, no, he's
2: a right winger. He's a right winger still. Yeah.
0: yeah, he is. And uh Lewinsky.
2: Uh, was just removed from the World Junior Championship team. Man. He was one of the roster cuts, according to Chris yeah. Peters.
1: Colton Dox listed as a center? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of centers possibly coming through the system. Now, right. that being said, too, like, a lot of those centers end up being wings. Like, right. they're they're not going to be centers in the NHL. So, sure. you know, if, if, if you have to default to, to drafting centers, like, you could put a center on the wing. That's easy to do. It's it's harder yeah. to put a wing at center.
0: So absolutely, hundred percent. So anyway, just I mean, folks, as we're all watching the Bedard show and you know, grumbling about Lucas Reichel and everything else, and wondering about William Nylander, keep in your back pocket that the Blackhawks are probably there's a good chance they're going to have a top five, if not a top three, or not the number one overall pick this year, in this year's coming draft. It's uh, pretty exciting to think about. Uh, really exciting. Any final thoughts, lads, before we uh? Press onward towards the holidays.
2: No, Landon really. Slaggart um, had two goals against Michigan two weeks ago. He was shut out against Michigan State. Uh, putting together a pretty impressive uh, final year at Notre Dame. I still don't think he's going to be anything more than like a maybe high. His highest ceiling is a third-line guy. Yep. He's probably more of a fourth-line guy, but you still need those. So need those um, guys. Yeah, he's got some skill. Um, he didn't score a lot last year, so he's made it at a focal point of yeah. his game this year. So that's, that's pretty good for him.
0: I, yeah. And I think if you're going to be a third, fourth line guy tops, and he's probably going to be a fourth line guy, grinding it out at the NCAA level is not a bad thing. Yeah. Play out, Notre your, Notre Dame. play out your college career and get older and get tougher. I think that's totally fine.
2: And from what I've read, there's no danger of him not signing with the Blackhawks. So will good. He'll be signed and be in camp probably next
1: year if he doesn't so what yeah no, that's I, what, like, for
2: sure yeah
0: no yeah. yeah yeah that's not a
1: yeah let's not let's
0: not there were a kevin couple hayes. years
1: there there were a couple years there where every single player was like is he gonna sign i don't know if he's yeah. gonna sign he's threatening to not sign he hasn't signed yet and they we are like
0: yeah the the jimmy
2: vc sweepstakes jimmy vc <laughs> kevin hayes yawn uh yeah jimmy, yeah he's dealing like, there was an
0: August where Jimmy VC was the hottest name in the NHL. It's like, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. 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 Anyway, and it is, it is slaggered, folks. Sean got, it's not slag No, I got <laughs> that one right. <laughs> you got that one. I, I did I got, Yeah. <laughs> I, got,
2: I got two correct. We should <laughs> <laughs> have dings for what I got it correct.
0: Oh. <laughs> Goodness. You got anything, uh, Gate? Any? Any final?
1: No, That's I'm good. just like, let's. It, it's another, it, it's a little better than last year. Just enjoy yeah. what you got. Enjoy yeah. Connor Bernard doing what he can out there. And like, don't hang, don't hang your hat on too many of these players because there's a good chance a lot of them aren't going to be around in yeah. the next couple of years. Yep. There's going to be a lot more turnover uh, before this team gets good again. So just hang in there. Be, be a little practical. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: It'll be worth it in the end, I believe.
2: Absolutely. It's Blackhawks adjacent. Uh, The disaster that is the Chicago Wolves. I don't know if anybody's been following that. Their last place in the Mm -hmm. AHL Central Division. Um, The first year a team has been independent since 94, 95, I believe I read. Uh, And now their coach has been suspended 10 games for using uh, homophobic slurs directed at a referee.
0: And now he is saying he did not use those. He he released a statement denying saying anything of the sort. And, it's, and, and
1: he's a Chicago native. It's the whole thing. He was a yeah. Wolves legend. Like it's,
2: a lot of it's an outright disaster, is what it is. So yeah.
1: well, I don't understand. Like, I, I if someone could could explain to me, and I I don't want to belittle or you know belabor this too much. I know Andy, you're struggling. No, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, I don't want to belabor this too much, but I don't understand why they went it. Why they decided they needed to go independent? I don't think I I don't know what. So what...
2: so what I had read, Gate
0: you're last Blues year, affiliate, week, right? Blues affiliate. Yeah
1: no they were uh carolina okay they've been Um, a couple different teams affiliates
0: okay vancouver
2: vegas the st louis blues and then carolina yeah so the owner whose name is escaping me at this point um was very upset the team was focused on development as opposed to winning and he thought that that was the the primary goal of his franchise is, is to be a winner and they had been a winner in the past, and he wanted to return them to their winning ways. So that's why he decided he didn't want to be an affiliated team anymore, and he wanted right. to be independent.
0: Got it. So that, that's why he decided to do that. And a, that is a out. very
1: poor decision right there.
0: Well, I mean, I mean unless, unless they go up and go and pick up Lucas Reichel and make him the next Steve Malte. You know, Malte. <laughs> What's that guy's name on the wolves? Oh, my
1: God. I just saw him. I just saw that guy's name. He coaches Rob like Brown. a youth team.
0: Rob Brown he, and Steve Malte. Uh, Maltice? I don't know. I just I, saw I have, that
1: he does coach youth.
2: I have a bobblehead really. on my desk at work, and I can't remember the guy's name either. You have what a friend that is a
0: Steve Malte bobblehead. Oh, I have
2: a I have a Wolves bobblehead on my desk at work. I'll have to take nice. a picture of it and send it tomorrow. Yeah. I can't. I cannot remember who I it is. I think I was at the Cubs a...
0: game once when Steve Malte and Rob Brown saying take me out to the ball game after they had won the Calder Cup. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty impressive stuff. I'm sure the Cubs were not doing hot that year. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Anything is better than Ozzy Osbourne, so we're yeah. okay.
1: Hey, 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 hey.
2: what he said. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, well, anyway, it's,
0: yeah, tough look with the Wolves right now with what's going on with Coach Nardella, who – vehemently denies saying any slur of any kind um who knows what actually happened but well, he's,
1: there are microphones out there so i'm sure that uh
0: there are it doesn't sound like even though he's denying it right now he's not challenging the suspension yeah i don't so i don't all right i mean i he didn't do, do it ice say, hogs do play the suspending? wolves
2: soon i believe
0: in the next week or two they play yeah so i don't know who knows well, anyway, on Sean's happy note, um, <laughs> I, I always got to leave us. <laughs> so uh, good you to want see you. I could you. another name. No, Nobody no, no.
1: cares, Sean. Nobody
0: cares. Hit some of those. We're going to – there's going to be some acquisitions. There's going to be some call-ups. Oh, see you, Sean. We, Do we heard you? are back. Okay. <laughs> the hamster. He's back. He's back for a hot minute. Hit the
1: hamster. Hit the hamster. Wake <laughs> him
0: up. There's going to be more acquisitions in the years to come, more draft picks, Sean. Plenty more names for us all to work on. And uh, we're going to need you there more than ever. So, um, anyway, folks, um, hopefully we'll get in one more uh, before Christmas arrives. Go, Hawks. Hopefully they can string together a win or two. In the meantime, take pride uh, in the future that they have in front of them. And they've got the best rookie in the NHL right now. And boy, is he a wonder to watch. And um, enjoy it while you can. On behalf of the gatekeeper, Jeff Osborne, and my friend, Sean Fitzgerald, have a good night. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, nice talking with you, Kat. See you around.
2: (laughs) Happy Festivus, those who celebrate.